Hoopball Podcast listeners. Are you a fantasy expert and want to write or podcast for Hoopball? Do you have aspirations of covering a team? Are you a master of sales and want to earn some cash on the phones? Well, we've got good news. Hoopball's recruiting. If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing teamhoopball at hoop-ball.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Today in sports betting. Happy Friday to everybody. 3.30 on the East Coast here. I got two of my favorite people in the world alongside with me today, and that's Devin Ellington and John Ryan. Devin, what's up, buddy? Happy Friday. Yeah, you know, it'd be a whole lot happier if I didn't get bludgeoned last night. Two and seven on the night for a whopping minus 10 units. I got to set the standard. We're not going to wallow, and we're not going to walk with our heads down. We're going to pick ourselves off the floor, and we're going to rebound tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday because we have a fantastic card. John, you ready for this? I am, man. I'm psyched. All right, let's do it. Always look forward, right, man? Yep, let's do it. As always, I'm Iris Silver at Iris Silver Magic. Devin's at D-A-L-E-007, and John is at John Ryan Sports 1 on Twitter. Follow us for all the fun banter picks and analysis. Before we jump into today's slate, which we will talk about a little college football, some NFL, maybe mix it up a little bit. Uh, as always, our, product, our podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. With their new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 and their water-resistant technology, go over to Manscaped.com, type in the promo code HOOPBALL20, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 at Manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping. That's a great deal. Guys, we got a couple uh, – we, we got a big slate of games here. 
Uh, we're going to try to condense it down to some of our best and favorite games. You guys like anything for this Friday evening slate? We got uh, the Golden Gophers against the Terrapins, 19.5 points. Uh, East Carolina, Tulsa, and Southeast Missouri State against Southern Illinois. Any, any of you guys want to throw out uh, any of these games and talk about them? John, did you have anything first, boss? You know, I, I, I'm glad you brought it up because I was pretty, uh, pretty high on Minnesota tonight. And, uh, you know, as the week wears on, you get more and more information about games. And I'm going to pass on this game tonight. Uh, and it has nothing to do with my machine learning projections. They didn't change. It still says Minnesota. But it, having only one game sample size uh, kind of, you know, was a slap in the face to me as a, you know, as a data scientist, so to speak. And I'm just going to watch because I think watching and learning is, is better than forcing a bet always. So that, that's kind of my take on the Friday card. Absolutely. We also got Hawaii late night versus Wyoming. They're on a back-to-back road uh, situation here. Uh, Hawaii, you know, not on the mainland. They're going to play a, a, a double header here uh, on, the, on the actual states, or not actual states, but the mainland, I mean, uh, of not Hawaii. In, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying here. But not you the fake states. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Sorry, guys. <laughs> the non-mainland. Didn't mean yeah. to offend anybody. Um, this is going to be a tough one here for Hawaii. I don't really uh, have an opinion. The, the line is so tight here. Wyoming minus one. Uh, Hawaii did play well last week. So, uh, listen, flip a coin, have some fun. I don't know. I, don't, I got nothing for you here. Uh, let's kick it off with a uh, fun game here for tomorrow. A noon kickoff on the East Coast. Michigan State rolling into Michigan to play the Wolverines, Wolverines minus 23 and a half against the Michigan State Spartans, who are coming off a loss against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I'll throw this one to you first, John. John, you like anything in this game? Uh, I like Michigan. And uh, this, this is a, a team, Michigan State now, as uh, you guys may remember. And I, I will gloat when I lose, too. But I, I did say the Scarlet Knights, and not surprised if they would win the game. And uh, believe me, uh, when I said that, and you can't take it back, I, I thought I, you know, what did you just say, John? It's ludicrous. I mean, Rutgers is going to go into East Lansing, Michigan, and win. Well, they they did, and it just goes to show Shiano's work with uh, getting eleven transfers out of the Big Ten: two from Ohio State, two from Michigan, and uh, the quarterback from Nebraska. I think he's pronounced Vidral or Vidral. Um, I mean, he's a stud. He's a dual threat. Uh, he caused problems all over the field. Um, and I think that's going to cause problems for, for uh, Indiana, too, when they play later in another game. But in this game, Michigan State is, is uh, arguably as bad as Maryland right now, in my opinion. You know, they have a new head coach, complete new staff, new schemes. Lost a ton from that great defense last year. They only have three returning defensive starters, and it showed. You, know, you give up. Uh, 35 to Rutgers. That's that's uh, that's saying something. And um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just I think this is one of those games. I'll go on the limb. I think it's a 55-10 Michigan Wolverine blowout. I, I don't know how else to call it. Devin, you siding with John here? You know, I I'm still trying to collect some Big Ten data, as John kind of hinted at with you know some of these conferences and schools that are you know starting to get rolling early. Um, you know, later in the year. Uh, so 
rivalry game, obviously. Harbaugh's had good success against the Spartans, if memory serves me right, um, better than he has the other big schools within the Big Ten. Um, so, you know, with that being said, I wouldn't be shocked to see a 25-point victory by Michigan here. I think that new quarterback of theirs is – it gives them a dynamic that they haven't had at least within the last, you know, three years. He, he, he can get horizontal within the pocket. He's got great presence, great footwork, and not to mention he's pretty dang accurate. So, you know, that, that's a huge improvement for them. Harbaugh's actually got someone in there now. And, you know, um, kind of reminds me a little bit of Ka- Kaepernick. So, um, you know, with that comparison being drawn, I think obviously the better team's Michigan on all sides of the ball. But uh, I, I want to gain more data before I start betting on the Big Ten. So We'll throw it on over to your specialty here. Small school affair, Coastal Carolina, rolling into Georgia State, take on Georgia State. Georgia State is plus three and a half, Coastal Carolina. Short road favorite here in this one, minus three and a half over under 60 points. Devin, give us your thoughts, analysis, and opinion on this one. So first and foremost, it's huge news, and I just put it out on Twitter, but I think you guys probably saw it. Uh, Grayson McCall got ruled in. Um, All week he wasn't supposed to play. Backup Fred Payton was supposed to be in, who was the team starter last year since McCall's a true freshman making his great, great season debut um, or career debut this year. Um, you know, it was three and a half for Coastal Care. I'm sorry, opened at minus one and a half without uh, McCall in there. And now the line is all the way up to three and a half. I locked in two and a half to stay away from that key number. Over-unders come way down five and a half points from 65 and a half. Um, you know, one thing that I'll make sure to point out is that Georgia State, you know, if they can get the ball on the ground and get it going, and they can control the clock. They're a scary team. You know, that they can easily come across more possessions and more plays and more time of possession than Coastal Carolina. So with that being said, Coastal Carolina has to be efficient in this one. And I think getting Grayson McCall back in helps with that, with his 190.2 quarterback rating. So the kid's really good. I mean, he's up there as far as quarterback metrics with the rest of the big guys. Coastal Carolina's got the best defense they've had in program history. They are, you know, as far as like talent and a conference foe, they are definitely top of the class. Georgia State's good, don't get me wrong. And, you know, they're they're on the road, the Chanticleers are, but they're ranked for a reason. The bandwagon's rolling full speed, and I'm not jumping off yet because I'm not trying to jump out of a fully moving transportative device. And I'm riding the Chanticleers until bowl season. So uh, jump off, jump on if you want, but you know where I'm going to be. So I'm going to take the Chanticleers to cover that minus two and a half that I locked in in my Sunbelt preview article. Love it, love it. Let's roll on to another battle of some small schools here. And that is going to be the Rice Owls going in and playing Southern Mississippi. Southern Miss minus one and a half here at home. Over under 59. I do like over the total of 59 in this game. And that, you know, this, this total for the Southern Miss uh, teams and games have gone over the total at, at this number each of the last four games, I believe. And, and I really like this. I really like this. I don't think Southern Miss can play defense. I think Rice is going to get rolling this week. I also like Rice plus the one and a half. Uh, anybody have any thoughts on this game? 
I actually put, don't, uh, but I like your idea for sure. I put Southern Miss on my do not bet list because, well, just kind of like how you were with the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA season, Ira. It's just you, you've got to learn to stay away from certain teams. So, All right, give me Rice plus one and a half and over 59. Uh, John, is there a game in particular you're looking forward to betting on this weekend in college football? Uh, there, there's several. Uh, one that I, I picked up today um, is the Notre Dame-Georgia Tech game. Um, I can pull up my notes on that real quick. And I like Georgia Tech plus the 20 and a half. We're, we're going to have to bet a beer then against each other because, believe it or not, it's one of the rare times that I'm a, and I'm a fighting Irish tomorrow. You're going to lay um, three touchdowns with the fighting Irish? Uh, I'm, yeah, and I haven't been drinking any IPAs yet today. And it's Friday. Wow. Seriously, I don't drink that much for those that are listening. I'm known as Two Beer Johnny at my local uh, golf club. So, Well, I do, so you can buy me all the drinks say, that oh, I want. I do. I definitely <laughs> do. <laughs> but uh, in, this, in this matchup, um, I kind of feel like I was fooled in the 12-7 to 7 game that um, Louisville you know, covered, and I had Louisville, and I felt like I was pretty smart. And then um, – I think we saw the real Notre Dame game in their last matchup. Uh, just, you know, hard-nosed power football. That has been the tradition of that program for decades. Hey John, you got to throw that game out the window. Pittsburgh without Kenny Pickett. Come on. Uh, maybe, yeah, I guess it's money I could put. I could put it in the beer money uh, slush fund then, I guess. Listen, when, when Georgia Tech, when Notre Dame fails to cover this weekend against uh, Georgia Tech, uh, you can send me a case of uh, you can send me a case of beers. All right, I get we'll, I can do that. We'll leave it at that. Um, it's it's really funny. This Notre Dame team is really, in my opinion, not that great. They should not be ranked fourth in the country, uh, and that's just where I'm laying it out there. Uh, a really interesting game that I wanted to get your both of your opinions on here: Northwestern traveling to Iowa play. Uh, Play there, and the line here is that they are two and a half point dogs on the road in Iowa. Um, I like Northwestern here. They played fantastic last week. They looked really good on both sides of the ball. And generally, when you have this two and a half point spread, you know it. It, it really, it really. Uh, I gotta say, it, it's really an advantage to be playing the dog here in this one and on the money line. I, I just don't know if Iowa's really got what it takes to stand up and compete with these Northwestern guys and. Any any thoughts from you two? Well, John, I have, I have Northwestern yeah, I this week. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead, Devin. You go first. No, no, no. I, I, like you said, we talked about Northwestern Iowa on the show earlier in the week, and you had a really good write up on it um, as far as you know your data and such. So refresh me on it, and then you know just a short note of mine. Remember, Iowa had a really tumultuous and rugged, just hard off season within their program with you know the social injustices and this and that and whatever's so really weird off season for Iowa and uh yeah go ahead John you, you said something about Northwestern yeah I, I think this matchup can be summed up with uh, Northwestern's ground attack and I don't think Iowa's defensive front is what we're used to expecting from Iowa Iowa you know is known for uh, it's a it's a wrestling school uh, much you know as good as Penn State is and their rivals in that sport and 
you know, as a, an extension of that, you think of Iowa as, as you know, just big, strong, young kids that, you know, just play their, their hearts out in every single play. And that's still the case, but they're just not as good as previous editions, in my opinion. And I think Northwestern's going to run all over them. And my machine learning model has a projection that Northwestern will do that, and they're going to gain 300 or more rushing yards in the game. So what does that mean? What that means is that the Wildcats are 23-3 and against the spread the last 10 seasons when they've gained 300 or more rushing yards, regardless of the site. So that's the key to that, that game. So there's a very high probability that occurs. And, of course, you know, what's, I think what's good about my research, at least from my standpoint and, and what my clients have given feedback on, is that especially when we lose, you know, sometimes I, I give a pick out and, and it will fail to cover by, you know, 14 to 20 points, and it's awful. But you go back to the research and you say, ah, well, that, we were expecting the Wildcats to gain 300 yards, and they gained uh, 89. So – that's, that's why we got killed. And most times, that's what it does. Um, you know, wins, I go back and look at the research to see how close it was or, or if it wasn't. Uh, but when you win, you're less likely to go back and, and look why. But when you lose, you, you definitely want to learn from it. Yeah, so my, my play here is on the Wildcats. Yeah, me too. I'm all aboard. I'm all aboard Wildcat Nation this week. Uh, let's go Wildcats. Uh, interesting and a premier game of the weekend and that is ohio state buckeyes traveling to take on the penn state or john ryan's penn state nittany lions nittany lions are 12 and a half point home dog uh, right now i think uh i think this is a good spot for penn state right now if you want to back them at 12 and a half i think that this uh you know they they had a slow start in the first half last week they got it going a little bit in the second half they should have won that game outright last week against Indiana and uh, I'm not a you know I Ohio State's good but this Penn State defense I think can keep up and keep this game within 13 points here any thoughts for you John I know you're a big Nittany Lions guy here this season I, I, I'm that's true that's true uh, I think this game actually uh, probably the total is the better play uh, you know, what I've been saying all week and, um, you know, to anybody that would listen or wanted to talk about this game is that Nebraska last week played off the far side wide receiver by seven to 10 yards. So if, if you're on the offensive side with Ohio State last week um, and the ball is on the left hash mark, I'm talking about the receiver that would be to our right. And that throw requires at least 30 to 35 yards sometimes. And it's one of the most difficult throws to make even at the pro level. And, uh, you know, Justin Fields did it with incredible accuracy and uh, it paid off because then what happened, it set up the crossing routes that Ohio State loves to run. You know, they run those two crossing routes and then the safety bites. And then that wide receiver on the right side just goes streaking past them. And it's, it's touchdown. Okay, so that didn't work. For years, Jim Harbaugh has tried press defense. Like, I'm going to smash your mouth before you can smash mine. And that clearly hasn't worked because he's never beaten them. Penn State uses a zone blitz scheme. And that's the type of defense that has given Ohio State trouble in the past. And, uh, you know, if Parsons was still there, and, and Devin and I talked about that too, uh, he's arguably the would have been the best defensive player in the nation. And if he was there, you know, clogging up that middle, um, 
I would love this game even more. Uh, so I, I think the, the lean here would be to the, the under, believe it or not, even though, you know, both teams can put up points. It's not just Ohio State. I think this is going to be a game between the 20s, and the difference is going to be those that ex- execute and get touchdowns versus the team that gets field goals. Great. I love it. Uh, guys, I'll throw this one to you. I'll, each, I'll give you each one college football game that you really like, a side or a total on. We'll start with you first, Devin. Any, uh, any particular game you're really on right now for tomorrow? So, real briefly, in the UCF-Houston game, um, the total's at 82 and a half. That's, wow. Um, a lot of, lot of points. Um, I'm not comfortable doing that, so what I did is I shrunk it down into a first quarter segment. I realized, and what I've seen and found is that Houston averages um, or gives up about 12.7 opponents' points per game within the first quarter. And then on top of that, UCF, you know, they score uh, right around, um, I want to say it's, um, I had it right in front of me, but 10, like 10, 12 points, uh, almost two touchdowns, almost two touchdowns per first quarter. Um, right now, the first quarter team total for uh, UCF is nine and a half. So I really like that. Um, and then real briefly again here, I'm looking at throwing Charlotte into a teaser. I already like them getting ten and a half against Duke, but I'm going to go ahead and maybe throw them up to maybe 16 and a half or 17 just for some more insurance. Uh, this line's come down to nine and a half. So, you know, Charlotte's got a really, really great red zone defense, allowing 58.82% of their opponent's trips to end in a score, which is pretty good. As far as key offensive stats, the green arrow is to the advantage side for the Charlotte 49ers in anything or everything like points per game, points per play, average score margin, yards per game, yards per play, and time of percentage or time of possession percentage. So, you know, that's kind of how I'm looking at it on the Charlotte. Uh, Duke game I really like them to cover the spread but why not tease them up to get more insurance and then shrinking that giant 82 and a half point total down to a more you know decent side and size that's got a little bit more favorable of an outcome and I believe that's the Golden Knights team total over nine and a half within the first quarter great John any uh which which game you want to throw out the listeners for tomorrow well I, I'll start with the the weather um I went to mention mention this for sure and Believe me, I'm a guy that says weather is already priced into the marketplace, and it really doesn't affect the offenses, especially at the NFL level. You know, we'll see snowstorms come in, and they still put up you know, big numbers. But I think this weekend there's supposed to be 40-mile-an-hour gusts, and I think you – know, I know I, I play a lot of golf, and when you get above 20, it's a problem, and a football is much bigger than a golf ball and not as dense. Uh, so I think that's going to be a, a factor, and we've already seen totals move quite a bit um, in those games in the in the Midwest. Uh, so be aware of that. You know, definitely check the weather. And uh, before I get to the game, what, what did you guys think of the Clemson situation with Trevor Lawrence? You know, this is part of the the whole thing with COVID. And I mean, what if Clemson does lose a game now? You know, really, it really sucks because I really wanted to take BC plus thirty and a half. And uh, I didn't get to the window in time before the news broke. Uh, I didn't know, obviously, that he had it. But I did like BC plus a 30 and a half there. Uh, now it's down to 24 and a half. So I'm not as inclined to take that number. But uh, from a betting perspective, it sucks. From a, uh, from a humane 
standpoint, it really sucks that he has it and hopefully a speedy recovery and, you know, hopefully Clemson pulls it out and hopefully he's back next weekend against uh, Notre Dame fighting Irish. They did say there was a risk missing that Notre Dame game. And I think there's more contract tracing going on. So they might lose another one or two starters by the end of tonight is what I saw on Twitter also. Well, this this is a game that I I think I'm going to put a little bit of money on, um, on Clemson. Because uh, early in the week with Devin, this was a play that was on the radar at 31, uh, taking the Tigers and laying the, you know, the, the big number, which I normally don't do, but it's 2020. Uh, but, you know, the backup who – I don't know anybody in, in the nation right now that can pronounce this kid's name uh, correctly, and I'm not even going to attempt it. But he's not – you know, everybody thinks backup and a big drop-off from Trevor Lawrence. And they forget, in my opinion, that – you know, they have some incredible players at skill positions. And uh, I would like to think, you know, 20 years ago, I could have gone out in the field and been able to execute passes to these guys, and they would just, you know, run by the defender and score. And I think that's what's missed here with this uh, dramatic drop in the lines. I've never seen a line drop six points on one player. Um, And granted, he's the best offensive player in the nation and probably is going to win the Heisman hands down. But I, I, I think Clemson, if it goes down to 23 with uh, more starters coming out of the game, I would, I would get it. Yeah. The backup, DJ Ugalele, uh, however you pronounce it. There it uh, is. <laughs> Five-star five star prospect out of St. John Bosco, California. Um, obviously, it's a great high school program. Being from Los Angeles, you know all about that program. So you got to think this guy's going to be the heir apparent to Trevor Lawrence anyways, and he is a five-star. It's not like he's, uh, you know, uh, Ben DiNucci backing up uh, the Dallas Cowboys here. You know what I mean? So he's, uh, he's going to step in and he's going to do fine, I think. So I, I, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about maybe laying the, laying the, wood, with, uh, laying the wood with Clemson here. Yeah, we saw uh, Trevor Lawrence make his debut in a similar situation not too long ago. Remember that game? I mean, yes, nobody I heard of this kid. He was a freshman. You take out the offensive player of the year and bench him. I'll never forget that game. And this, you know, kind of has that, that same thing. It's obviously not getting benched. He's sick. But still, I mean, we might be seeing the dawn of a, of a new superstar here. But that's the game I like. Uh, not a full play just because of the uncertainty of the game, but I'm going to put a little bit on it just to see what happens. Yeah, and, and he's very athletic. He's a two-way athlete, uh, play, you know, baseball guy as well. He's a potential high-round high round draft pick for the MLB. So he throws, uh, you know, his fastball reaches the mid-90s. I mean, I'm just looking it up online here. So you got to think, I mean, he's an all-around athlete here, so he, he could step in and definitely get the job done. Um, any other any other college football before we move on to NFL, guys? Under 52 in Iowa State and Kansas. All right. And, John? Uh, that's pretty much it for me. All right. Let's move on to the NFL. We got a couple of interesting games here I want to talk about. Detroit Lions at home against the Indianapolis Colts. I'm on the Lions here plus the two and a half and the money line plus 130. Listen, this Lions team, pretty good. I understand they had to come back last second, beat the Falcons last week. But having said that, this Colts team, again, I'm going to be a bet against Phillip Rivers guy pretty much throughout my 
NFL betting season. I'm going to go with the Lions plus the two and a half even money and plus 130 on the money line. Can anyone disagree or agree with me here on this one? I, you know, I kind of disagree just for the simple fact that Indiana's defense or Indianapolis's defense is still elite, uh, better than Baltimore in a lot of different metrics. I, I thought losing Malik Hooker was going to be, you know, almost detrimental for this team, but uh, next man up. But, you know, like you said, Phillip Rivers, it's kind of scary back in him, but um, I haven't seen a lot out of Detroit and where they can. Uh, move the ball against this rough and tough uh, Colts defense. Uh, we talked a little off camera, um, Ira, about, you know, some teaser plays. And I, I like the idea of the Lions being involved in a teaser more than I do uh, on this line straight up. John, any thoughts for you on this game? Yeah, I like what he said. Uh, you know, I, I like the, the Lions. Uh, the, the Colts defense does rank third in scoring defense. Um, but in other metrics, as Devin pointed out, they're, they're, they become suspect. Uh, I'm not going to say smoke and mirrors, but they're, we're next to that. And now uh, this Colts defense is smoke and mirrors guys. Come on, get out of here. I, I, you know, I, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit cautious in my older age. Than, I'm uh, not, I, I'm not, I'm not guys, there yet. You know? I'm not there yet. Um, so with that said, the, you know, the, the home dog here is the play for sure. Um, Detroit has, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford, who people forget about, has, you know, incredible talent in his own right. Um, I mean, think if he would have been on, in a different franchise, we, he'd be a household name more than likely. Uh, but that's, that's not the case, and I'm sure he's happy where he's at. Yep. Um, I, I just so want to see – I like Detroit here. I want to I see if the – Lions can move the ball. You know, they're 21st in the NFL with 21.7 first downs per game as an offense. The Colts defensively rank third um, for opponents' first downs per game. So, I mean, that's going to be something that I'm looking out for in this game. But, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, more comfortable with a Lions teaser play than straight up on the line. New England traveling to Buffalo to play the Bills. The Bills right now minus four and a half. Guys. This could be the first time Bill Belichick is a dog here uh, against a divisional opponent, correct? I mean, it must be 15 years or something since that's happened. Uh, I'm going to oh, go with the Patriots. What? It's since 2000 that Buffalo has ever been favored against the Patriots. That's unbelievable. I'm, uh, I'm rolling with the Patriots here. I understand no Julian Edelman. I understand they looked horrible last week. I had San Francisco – against the Patriots on the money line and the spread and in all the contests. But I'm going to say that Bill Belichick is going to rebound here against this Bill team that, you know, I think they've been struggling as of late. And I think, you know, the best thing Bill Belichick does, and like a lot of uh, other people have said throughout the week, that he's really good at taking the best thing away from your offense. And, you know, right now the Bills only ha- are only one-dimensional. I'm going to go with the Patriots, and I'm going to – Hopefully not watch this game and because it's gonna it's it's gonna be painful to watch if you're betting on the Patriots. But I'm gonna go with the Patriots plus the four and a half here. Uh, John, any machine learning from you on this one? I do have some. Um, you know, this is only the third time in Belichick's career, which I believe is 430 games, that he's had a three-game losing streak, and that that alone is just 
mind-boggling. Um, and while I'm on Belichick, he's 17-3 and three against the spread off an upset loss of 10 points or more installed as a favorite since being the coach of the New England Patriots. So, you know, until the record is broken, you, you have to back New England here in this situation. I, I don't know how else to do it. You know, it, it may be Buffalo's time. The baton may be passed over already, and we already missed it. And uh, Buffalo might be the new kid on the block. But with these coaching numbers, you know, when you have the better coach, you, you kind of want to be on that side, I think. On the machine learning, uh, let's see what we got here. Um, it, it's projected to be a, a close game in terms of the stats. Like, uh, here's one that uh, it's hard to make sense of, really, because when the Patriots are 27-10 and 10 against the spread in road games when they game within 50 or minus 50 yards of the opponent, total yards. So, you know, plus or minus 50. So, you know, very even uh, game, statistically speaking. But New England comes out ahead 27-10 and 10 when Belichick has been the coach. So, I don't, I don't expect this to be – you know, 40 to three New England or even 20 to nothing New England, but it, it's going to be one of those, you know, 21, 20, and it could go either way. But when you get getting points with Belichick is a good thing too. So I, I know no other way to play it. Absolutely. We got about eight minutes here left on the show. There's a few more games I want to talk about on this NFL slate. So let's try to keep it brief here so we can get through all of them. I like the Raiders plus the two and a half taking on the Browns. However, I am a little scared. There's going to be some very, very big win. you got to think it's going to favor the Browns here in their running attack. Um, so I'm going to lay off of this one, I think. It was a favorite of mine early in the week, but I'm going to lay off this game for sure. Uh, another game that I want to get both of your thoughts on here, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Baltimore to play the Ravens. Ravens off a bye. Pittsburgh looks fantastic, but they are suspect in their defense, especially blowing big leads in a few games as of late. I'm on the Steelers plus four right now. This line is plus four and a half. I've already bet it at plus four. Uh, we'll start with you, Devin, first. Any thoughts for you on this game? So with the um, rivalry game here, and, you know, John can attest to this. We talked a little bit about it earlier in the week. We've seen this line kind of constantly creep in favor of Baltimore. You know, I, I like them to be able to give Pittsburgh their first loss. Um, Pittsburgh's played against some pretty mediocre teams um, other than that shootout against Tennessee last week that they probably should have lost if Guskowski hits the kick. Um, so Baltimore coming off of a bye, you know, I like that spot. Um, I think Lamar Jackson's ready to lock in for the back half of the season, and it starts with this to go ahead and get their sixth win, give Pittsburgh their first loss, and then get into a first-place tie at the top of the NFC North. But um, we, again, we talked off camera. I like teasing Pittsburgh up. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's multiple ways you can go about it. John, for you, anything? Well, I think here it's the, um, the lean is to the, to the under. Uh, and that's pretty obvious with these two teams. There's one situation here that has a, a tremendous P value. And you've heard me mention that with combinatorial algorithms where you take different parameters and see how well they work together. So in this case, uh, the Steelers are 36 and eight uh, to the under. Um, 
in road games. Um, trying to figure out what this thing is telling me. I know it's to the under. 37, 8, and two pushes to the under. Uh, Steelers on the road game in a division opponent off a bye and allows less than 100 yards rushing. So it, it's hard to – or the opponent keeps the Steelers to less than 100 yards rushing. Not Lamar Jackson. So All right. that's under the play. I think it's the under, and that's a pretty good angle to, to uh, rest on. Under 46 and a half. Uh, marquee matchup here this weekend. I'm all over one specific team, and that is the San Francisco 49ers traveling to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Seahawks minus three, minus 115 right now. I am all over Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett. Any thoughts for you? I'll throw this one to you first, John. Any thoughts on the machine learning here? I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, I don't have any real powerful stuff. Uh, when the betting line is between four points on either side of pick and uh, the opponent of the team that we're betting on, which is Seattle, uh, 49ers in this case, are coming off a game of scoring less than or equal to six points and the previous margin was less than uh, minus three. In other words, it was a three-pointer less loss. Mm -hmm. uh, that has gone 33 and 14 in favor of, of Seattle. Awesome. So uh, for that reason awesome there, stuff. I like Seattle quite a bit. Awesome stuff. Me too. I'll throw this one to you guys. Uh, best bets. Devin, we'll start with you first. One or two games in the NFL you really like this weekend. So, you know, we covered the Raiders. I, I like their bounce back spot after not having pretty much their whole offensive line and most of their tight end group last week. The detriment and the loss of OBJ for the Browns, I think, is going to be huge. And then I also like incorporating the Titans into a tease to get them down to a half point or a pick them, especially with the news of the Bengals losing three offensive linemen. Um, so I think that Tennessee front seven is finally going to be able to get some pressure on a quarterback and remember what it feels like to do so. So I like teasing the Titans down. And then I straight up, I like the Chargers to beat the Broncos. All right. I do not agree with that pick whatsoever. Oh, on the money line? Yeah. I don't know about the three. Uh, John, best bets, give us two. Well, I'm, I'm going to do this as, a, as an experiment in uh, human behavior. And these aren't really best bets, but I think it's going to be fun to track. And everybody should be sitting down when I say this. A two-team teaser with the Jets, who are still in the NFL, believe it or not, and the Giants. And so Jets, seriously, Jets, plus 25, Jets plus 25 and a half and the Giants like plus 17 and a half. 17 something like that. And a half yeah. I guess it would be 19. They're 13 right now. Um, oh, 13. What okay. I'm looking at. 19. Yeah. Okay. So I know it's, it sounds silly, but uh, trust me, uh, you can direct message me on Twitter if you want. I'll give you the history behind this and the, the backing of it from the mathematics. And I know it sounds like something like close to standing on a train track when the freight train's coming through. Uh, but this is, a, this is a legitimate betting opportunity, and uh, let's see what happens. All right. My best bet for the weekend is the Seattle Seahawks, and I will throw out a little teaser for the listeners. And the last time we had it on, it was on a nice run, and I forgot to mention a couple weeks in a row, and it's been ice. So let's see if we can get it going again. And that is a teaser with the Lions to nine, nine and a half. Tennessee down to one. 
Pittsburgh plus 10.5, Seahawks, which I know you're not supposed to do, but Seahawks plus the three. And I'm going to roll. And once the Green Bay Packers comes back on the board, Packers minus one against Minnesota. There's a five-team, six-point teaser for y'all listening. Let's go. Guys, it's been a fun Friday episode. Happy Friday to everybody. I'm at Iris Silver Magic. Devin's at D-A-L-E-007. John's at John Ryan Sports, one on Twitter. Once again, we are brought to you by Manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping using the promo code Hoopball20. Thank you. We'll see you next weekend. And I'm glad to be back. See you guys. See ya. This has been a Hoopball presentation.